Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Markia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those voyaging into the dark with us for the first time, welcome. Something that I am very careful about is that I make sure to carry protection stones around with me, and I will sage myself and any visitors to my tower of solitude. And why? Why would someone do that? Because there is a lot of forces in this world that we can't see, but they could see us and decide that they want to play with us for a while. So always be careful, stay vigilant, be protected, because if not, you'll leave yourself vulnerable to the supernatural and sometimes inhumane energies around you. They'll catch your scent and snuff you out. First, nowhere is safe, not even the library. Next, be wary of those asking for a ride. After that, a twisted game of pretend. And finally, we'll settle in for a spooky bedtime story from Grandma. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week. As always, the first story you hear is one that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. Then, I read a few more stories for the podcast. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. And if you'd like to support the show and receive bonus content, consider joining our Patreon. Our patrons play a huge role in keeping the show running every single week. For more information on how you can help the show and also be a part of it, visit patreon.com snarled. So, want to hear something scary? The Haunted Library. We have all had to follow our parents on take your child to work days during school breaks and vacations. And sometimes that can be a bit boring, but careful. Next time you might encounter an entity ready to save you from that boredom for a price. The smell of a library is like no other. Books, musty carpet, and the whiff of patrons pass mingle together to create a unique bouquet of memories. An old library was the last place 13-year-old Alexandra Garcia wanted to spend her spring break. But it was either the library or she'd have to do beach cleanups or go hiking, and Alexandra was an inside kind of girl. She opted for the library because it had Wi-Fi and air conditioning. Alexandra luxuriated in the crisp, artificially cooled air that pumped through the vents. 
but every now and then, the hairs on her neck stood up when an extra chilling gust of air blew on her out of nowhere. She shivered as her mom looked up from her work. Dotingly, Belinda pulled a sweater from her chair and handed it to her daughter. Miha, put on a sweater. I don't want you catching a cold. Alexandra rolled her eyes, but took the sweater and headed off to explore the building. Maybe she'd even find that thermostat and turn it up a degree or so. As she headed downstairs, a movement caught her eye. The sound of a childish giggle led her toward the basement door, covered with caution tape. She wondered if a child had wandered into the wrong room. She decided to ignore the warnings and open the door, only to discover a long, dark hallway, a faint glow of light in front of her. The basement was unlike the rest of the library. The shelves were filled with old relics and newspapers. She pulled one out. It was a newspaper clipping of a little girl with long, dark hair and piercing brown eyes. The headline read, Local Family Dies and House Fire. In the photo, the girl sat in a family portrait, gazing into the camera. The address of the house was that of the library. The fire appeared to have started in the basement and spread to the rest of the house. The newspaper was dated 50 years ago, today. Weird. She looked up from her reading and saw the thermostat. As her fingers touched the temperature gauge, she felt a shock. A cold gust of air touched the back of her neck. It felt like tiny, icy hands. Alexandra turned to see a little girl with blunt brown bangs and long, dark hair in a sailor dress. She jumped up at Alexandra and pulled her hair while giggling. You're going to play with me forever now. It was the little girl with piercing brown eyes from the photo. It's already started, the little girl teased. A long line of shelves suddenly ignited and the alarms began to sound. The halls filled with smoke and flames. Alexandra turned to run, but again, she felt the cold hands of the ghost grab at her. The ghost girl firmly held her ankles as Alexandra screamed for her mother. The fire traveled quickly through the basement shelves, engulfing the stacks of newspapers. Alexandra coughed and screamed as she kicked at the ghost who refused to let her go. Tears streamed down her cheeks as smoke filled her lungs. A piece of fiery paper fluttered down and landed on her, singeing the side of her face. She cried and prayed, believing she would suffer the same fate as that family from the newspaper clipping. The little ghost girl laughed as if she were playing with her favorite toy. Suddenly, a fire extinguisher blowed a path through the flames. She looked up to see the silhouette of her mother, Belinda, coming to her rescue. Belinda pointed the fire extinguisher at the ghost and so the little girl released her hold on Alexandra. She rushed to her mother's side. Mama! Belinda wrapped one arm around her daughter as she crouched under the smoke, pressing the sweater against Alexandra's face. They both blindly stumbled back to the upstairs of the library. The fire alarms shrieked loudly throughout the building. Back on the ground floor, 
They ran outside and collapsed on the curb to wait for the fire trucks to arrive. In the doorway of the building, they could both faintly make out the image of the little girl staring at them as the flames roared around her. Alexandra shivered and looked down at her ankles. There were purple scratch marks where the little girl's hands had grabbed her. She reached for her mother who kissed the top of her head and told her as lovingly as only a mother could, Gracias a Dios. Next spring break, you're staying with your abuelita. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Before ride shares, some would hitchhike to get to their destinations. A risky practice, especially on roads late at night. Like in this story, inspired by Sayali. Hello, my dear listeners, and welcome to Music Tonight. We interrupt our regular show as a special report just came in. If you're on Las Cruces Highway near the construction ramp, Another driver was found, brutally murdered, allegedly after picking up a hitchhiker. Be alert and on guard, my dear listeners, and don't stop for... The radio was switched off, and I looked over to the woman in my passenger seat, who'd shifted ever so slightly, her eyes fixed on me, waiting for the right moment to strike. Rain pelted on the windshield. Wish I'd heard that earlier. Too late now isn't it? The woman turned away slowly. I take what I can get, and my victims get what they deserve. I looked at the next exit, and it was blocked off just like the last one. We'd be on this stretch of road for a long while. Lounging in the passenger seat, the woman put her feet up on the dash. You're probably wondering right now, What could you have possibly done to deserve my presence in your car? It's what motivated you to pick me up. Aren't you married? I hit the brakes, but they wouldn't stop. We were cruising, whatever she was. It definitely wasn't human. It was in control of my vehicle. Please, I have kids to get home to. Think of them. You all forget about those who love you till the very last moments of your life. I love taking the forms of the most recent sin of my prey. The park ranger I lured by looking like a child. They pulled over because of their guilt. See, they had turned a blind eye at a cross-state drug running that had resulted in the death of a child that looked just like the form I took. I made her shoot herself. Then there was the truck driver who picked me up, held my hand and said, I reminded them of their teen daughter. I ripped out his innards. We were going faster and faster down the road. I envisioned my kids, 
the last time that I saw them, their tears streaming down their face when they asked me where I had been all night. A night like tonight. Their mother had taken them to her sisters to stay. They faded away from my memory and I just wished I could have taken all the pain I caused them back. You're beginning to remember. It means we are almost there. The tires on my car popped and sparks began to fly from the rims on either side of the car as we continued on the interstate. Banging on the wheel, I honked the horn, hoping to alert highway patrol to trail us, chase us. I had the murdering hitchhiker here in my car. Wrong. I have you in my clutches. She stretched her fingers into long, pointy blades and swiped them across my seatbelt, cutting it away. The smell of burnt rubber made me cough, and the car began to catch fire. I need you to remember to think of all the things you did to them, all the pain you caused. Let it fill you so I can consume you. The car began to spin, and I tried to punch the window out to jump, but the claws grabbed my arm and twisted it, popping it out, and I felt cold from shock. With a yank, she pulled my arm off and bit into it. <laughs> Undercooked the woman said with a long, stretched mouth munching on the skin of my arm. Screeching, the car crashed into a ditch, flames erupting all over me. I screamed until I was numb, thinking about all of the affairs that I had had, not a single one worth losing my marriage and kids over. Mm, well done. The woman sneered over at me as her mouth stretched again, and as the fire burned around us both, she began to feed. Thank you so much, Sayali, for this story. You've done a couple of submissions for us now, and I'm glad that we were able to get this one on a podcast for you. Now, here's something to consider. Do we think the narrator got what he deserved? I mean, who's to say? But in this particular case, well, this supernatural entity, they think that they got what they deserved. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We know games like Bloody Mary. We know not to say the Candyman's name more than four times and have even taken the Ouija board for a spin or two. Well, here we find a new game in this story inspired by K-12 Gotcha. Three children managed to escape Miss Roundtree's line of vision during Sunday school service. The class had been asked to collect flowers for their parents to hand to them when they joined Mass. Lucinda, who'd recently lost her parents, convinced her friends Darnick and Myra to go further past the garden to the old abandoned nursery cottage. Myra resisted. We aren't supposed to go there. Darnick picked up some daisies. Yeah, Lucy, I don't think we should go there. They looked at the rotten pastel paint peeling off the small barn, and Lucinda pulled the door open. My friend told me about a special game we can play in here to make our wishes come true. Myra and Darnick looked over at one another. They didn't want to upset Lucinda. In fact, their parents had told them, be nice to her, so they decided to go along. Inside, there were paintings of nursery characters like Jack and the Beanstalk, Humpty Dumpty, and the White Rabbit, all yellowed with age. The only vibrant color was the red on Little Red Riding Hood as she danced with the Big Bad Wolf. We're playing Red Door, Yellow Door. What are the rules? Darnick asked. My friend said that we sit in a circle in a quiet place and close our eyes. Lucinda demonstrated. And imagine a red door and a yellow door. We think of our biggest wishes behind one and our biggest fears behind the other, and we focus hard. Checking to make sure her friend's eyes were closed, she saw Myra was peeking. She pinched her shoulder. We have to follow the rules. It's important. Myra winced in pain. Okay, I'm sorry. She closed her eyes. Continuing, Lucinda instructed, Think about those things and say, Red door, yellow door. Five times fast. And we open the door we think holds our wishes to make them come true. We open them, and whatever we see is what our fate will be. The last one with their eyes closed wins. Ready? Darnick nodded excitedly. Ready to never have to go to Miss Roundtree's Sunday school again. Myra sighed. I don't like this. Who's your friend? There was a creak on the floorboards, but the kids still kept their eyes closed. Lucinda answered the question. I prayed to the father and confessional for a way to contact my parents. We're to tell him how the game went after service. Ready? Ready. Ready. Lucinda led the chant. Red door, yellow door, red door, yellow door, red door, yellow door, red door, yellow door, red door, yellow door. Open the door that has your wishes. What do you see? Myra screamed and Darnit grunted. 
Lucinda knew what she had wished for and she didn't want to lose it. She kept her eyes shut and the sounds of a large animal entered the room. Myra screams got further and further away. The sounds of dragging as she... Lucinda opened her eyes, finally, and looked around. There were red streaks on the ground where Myra had sat and no sign of Darnick. Looking around, she saw the big bad wolf painting had fresh red dripping from its jaws and that Riding Hood looked just like Myra. Gasping, she looked at the rest of the demented nursery characters and noticed that Jack was no longer on the beanstalk but had fallen dead and wore the face of Darnick. Lucinda heard the knob on the nursery door turn and she realized it was painted red on the inside. As it swung open, she braced herself It might not have worked. Instead, she might be about to be reprimanded by Miss Roundtree, and she flinched, not sure how to explain what happened to Darnick and Myra. Lucy, get up, you're getting your dress dirty, her mother said, and she opened her eyes. Her father stood there, holding his hand out. Come on, honey, we're going home. Lucinda ran to them, hugging them close to her. Mommy, Daddy, you came back. It worked. She followed them out, leaving the bodies of her friends behind, and the red door closed. Thank you to our patron, Darnick. Uh, We use their name as a character in this story. And thank you to the author who inspired this tale, K-12 Gotcha. So what do you think about this game that took Lucy away? Would you play Red Door, Yellow Door? What would be behind each door in your mind? If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. Family is family. And tragedy can bend and break it into pieces. We see what's dug up in the tragic rubble in this story, inspired by Marta. My grandmother would tell me stories from her youth. Tonight's story was one I'd never heard before. She told me that after barely surviving a long drought, followed by a lacking harvest, a type of madness went around her old town. Families feuded and fought over land and food rations. It was a rural countryside Valencian colony, she'd said, while she put me to bed. When barbarians ransacked and ravaged Hispania, tribes decided to take what they could for their own. Some of the most terrible were the vandals. They were merciless. Her eyes looked up at the ceiling as she recollected. They burned 
They trashed the houses of anything of value, leaving them to rubble with families in them. Her voice wavered. What would happen to the families? I asked, intrigued. It didn't seem like this story would have as happy an ending as the other ones she would tell me. My grandmother looked out the window. One family was buried alive for many nights. A mother, her daughter, and a baby. The father was gone on business, and when he got back, he shredded his hands digging and digging through his ransacked house, searching for his family in the rubble. No neighbors helped him try to pull them out. The madness had gotten them. It was everyone for themselves. When he finally managed to make a crack of air for them, he gave them food and promised to return with more. For a few nights, he'd turn up with moldy bread and water. But then he was gone for so many days days. The baby was the first to die. Hopelessness consumed the mother and daughter as the weather wasted them away. When the father finally returned, he dug up his remaining family and asked where the baby's body was. At first, the mother and daughter were quiet, refusing to speak just in shock at finally being free. They felt alien to the world above. They had lived underneath that rubble for so long. The father grew desperate. Tell me where my son is, he commanded. Where is my son? Breaking, the mother admitted, I let our daughter eat his dead body <laughs> and she broke into convulsions he turned to the girl with the fury and slapped her the mother stood in front of him to protect her to give her daughter a chance to run when he finally overpowered his wife their little girl had escaped does anyone know what happened to her I asked in a small voice my grandma snapped out of a type of trance that she was in, looked over at me and patted me on the head. She disappeared, never to be seen again, she said in a bright tone, almost too cheery, and kissed my head. Grandma, I asked, and she looked at me. No more stories. It's half past your bedtime and you have school. Sweet dreams but I didn't have sweet dreams. I stayed up wondering, wondering about that little girl, that little girl from her village. I stayed up wondering if she was a little girl who ate her brother. This week's podcast stories were edited by Lisa Timmons, Markia McCarty, and Sabina Graves. Audio edited by Fitz Harris. Graphics by Johnny Ashley. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Music by Sapphire Sandalo. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, 
join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.